Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... It's probably the silos that have driven different parts of the economy, the system towards a common goal. And the question now is, how do we accelerate that? How do we work cohesively? So I think that collaboration, obviously, is the answer here. And the way to break down the silos and really get momentum is multi-stakeholder collaborations and collective action. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 444 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Mindy Liao. Mindy Liao has been a champion for business for good in Australia for more than a decade. She's currently Director of Growth and Impact at the not-for-profit B-Lab Australia and Aitaroa, New Zealand, the not-for-profit behind B Corp certification, now with close to 8,000 companies certified globally. Mindy is a collaborator, strategist, and community builder at heart. She played an instrumental role to grow the B Corp movement in the region, and have developed partnerships with corporates and governments. Having worked directly with hundreds of companies to measure and improve their impact, Mindy is passionate about helping enterprises infuse purpose and reimagine business models to create systemic change. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Mindy's insights and lessons learned from starting, growing and supporting purpose-led organizations and enterprises. And it's an absolute pleasure to have you here today, Mindy. Thank you so much for joining us for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So let's learn a little bit more about your background to start with, Mindy. What was it that really led to this passion of yours in helping purpose-driven organizations? Thanks, Tom. I often refer to myself as a corporate refugee and must confess that I started my career in the US in the advertising industry which I now see that was actually being part of the problem by promoting excessive consumption. At some point in my late 20s, realized the pathway that I was on was not aligning with the climate crisis and the values that was becoming clear for me. And it was Al Gore's first documentary, The Inconvenient Truth, that mm. really got present to what was coming. And that was probably about 15 years ago. And I decided that I needed a new career. And my purpose was to do something about the environmental crisis and Long story short, due to personal reasons, I came to Australia and enrolled in business school <laughs> because I, love it. I saw that businesses had to be part of the solution. And I was here to learn about the world of business. I was already working in business, but yeah. I needed to know how else to affect change from within. After business school, I went to work for a nonprofit called Social Traders in the social enterprise sector that was emerging at the time. And the five years that I was there taught me immensely about 
building an organization and a sector from the ground up. And there mm. were so many incredible people uh, and learnings that I took about collaboration. Without that, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing today. But I had this yearning still at the time to be in the private sector where I believe change needed to happen. And so here I am, having been at B-Lab Australia, New Zealand for now seven and a half years out of our 10-year history in Australia. And it's been just a absolute privilege to be part of this movement, this network that's been around for 17 years. So the B Corp movement was started in the US, in Philadelphia, mm. by three founders. It's been 17 years in the making and it's been such a privilege to see how the movement has grown in this time. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a lovely community and there's, I'm sure, many learnings and great insights from your journey there too, Mindy. So tell us a little bit more then about this work that you're doing at B-Lab and how it is that you support organisations and ethical business leaders. Well, I'll first start by sharing that our mission at B-Lab is to create a economic system that is inclusive, regenerative and equitable and benefiting all people and planet. Mm. A massive mission, a massive vision. it really is. And we see our change being delivered across three levers of change. First one is affecting behavior change in business, cultural change, and also systemic or structural change. Mm. The first part around behavior change in business has been a focus of what we do since the beginning. And we are most well known for B Corp certification, as you know. It is a rigorous certification that is built upon a set of global standards that encourage companies to measure and improve their social and environmental impacts across all areas of their business. And the five areas that we look at is impact to workers, impact on community, impact to the environment, impact to customers, as well as governance. Companies get verified and have to recertify every three years as well. Mm. And we now have more than 630 companies in Australia and New Zealand and close to 8,000 companies globally. Here in Australia and New Zealand, the 630 companies contribute to over 17 billion of the economy. Wow. And in addition to that, we also have a community of businesses that are values aligned, people coming together to do more and think about what we can achieve together rather than alone. Uh, A good example of that is the B Corp Climate Collective, which has a chapter here in Australia, New Zealand. Mm. And there are also other industry coalitions that are forming. Another example of that is the B Beauty Coalition that started in Europe and we have representation from an Australian and New Zealand company. It's focused on issues facing that industry and they've got some ambitious projects and milestones, including developing resources and sharing solutions publicly. That's all on their website. It's really great to see this community growing and coming Mm. together to solve challenges that we must do, otherwise we're not going to get there. Yeah, so true. And look, as a certified B Corp ourselves at Impact Boom, we can certainly talk about the lovely community that B Lab has really pulled together. So congratulations on that community building work, Mindy, because it it certainly is making a, a strong impact. Thank you. And that kind of brings me to the second point, the three levers, you know, the behavior change from businesses is what we started off with. If I can build on that, uh, we have a tool called the B Impact Assessment, the tool that is used for B Corp certification, but it's actually free and available to any business 
to benchmark themselves in terms of understanding what impacts they're having, which mm. oftentimes they may not even be aware of. And that can be a really great strategic and planning tool around developing an impact roadmap and gathering the resources to improve those impacts. So we encourage any business from anywhere in the world, whether you're a sole trader, an independent business, a one-person business to a multinational large company manufacturing in, in any industry really can use that. And we actually have more than 200,000 companies globally that have accessed this platform close to 20,000 companies in Australia and New Zealand have done so. So mm. um, if you work in a business and there's one thing you want to take away from this conversation, I highly encourage you to engage with the free platform if you're curious about how your business is performing in terms of its social and environmental impacts. It's a great tool to engage with. Thanks for sharing that. We'll put a link through to that in your article, Mindy. So to the audience listening, if you'd like to get access to that, jump on the website, find Mindy's article, and you'll, you'll find the link there. The question I have, Mindy, is that given that there are a range of different sort of certifications running internationally and also in national place-based sort of areas as well, it seems to me like there are still a range of different silos that are operating in this business for good space. I'm curious to hear where you see these key opportunities for us to grow this purpose-driven business movement and what it is that we need to now do to really take this mainstream. That's a really great question, Tom. And I feel like the ESG or purpose-driven business movement is becoming mainstream. I think we are seeing massive acceleration towards that from the 10 years that B-Lab has been in Australia, New Zealand. I can definitely say and see that we have gone from working with early adopters to now working with the early majority. So mm -hmm. I think that's a great question that you're asking. How do we climb that bell curve? And there certainly feels like there's a steep acceleration that is happening at the moment. Yes. And it's probably the silos that have driven different parts of the economy, the system towards a common goal. And the question now is, how do we accelerate that? And how do we work cohesively? So I think that collaboration, obviously, is the answer here. And the way to break down the silos and really get momentum is multi-stakeholder collaborations and collective action, mm -hmm. uh, in my yeah. opinion. And I can draw three examples from the B Corp movement that I can see. I mentioned earlier the B Corp Beauty Collective, which is 40 B Corps in the beauty industry self-organizing to explore what it means to have responsible innovation and share knowledge and best practices. You can go to their website to download those guides. I think there's a guide on greener logistics, responsible packaging. So it is this idea of collective action and bringing mm -hmm. other people along the journey, even though they may be your competitors, that's really game-changing. And this industry focus from the collective is global. We can draw best practices from different regions as well. That's one example. Mm -hmm. Another example that I'll draw from our network, and because B-Lab is a network of not-for-profits operating in different regions, uh, according to the local nuances and the issues and challenges that are presenting in those local regions, uh, we have this incredibly exciting and inspiring program that came out of Latin America called Cities Can Be. Mm. Uh, the website is cityscanbe.org. It's very easy to find. And what it does is they activate all actors in the city, including intermediaries and civil society organizations and policymakers, and most importantly, the private sector, who wield the resources and know-how and working together towards a common goal around sustainable 
development, obviously. I think it's this kind of play-space approach that is really interesting and really exciting, and we would really love to find a local government partner mm. to apply what is a test-and-tried and successful program that has been done overseas. And I believe that there's a couple of cities in Europe that just recently joined as well, and there are eight cities in the world that are part of the Cities Can Be programs. So it'd be interesting to see if we can have a New Zealand and Australian city join this movement too. Yeah, what a great example there. It'd be good to learn more about that too, Mindy. So thanks for sharing that. In your work then, Mindy, I'm, I'm keen to hear, with leaders of movements even like that or some of the organisations that have become certified B Corps or your work prior, where are you really seeing some of these most important traits come through of the people who are really the doers, you know, the, the leaders, the entrepreneurs that are impact-driven and, and out there creating that change? I think it is building the capacity of others. That's a really important trait. Building others up to have an impact mindset, to be change makers, to be catalysts of change. That's first and foremost. Mm. Secondly, the capacity to collaborate deeply. I think that is what's needed from just having impact within where you can see you have control mm. to then banding together to influence much more deeply and in a, in a greater capacity. I think it's also really important to build the capacity of people who are change makers to be resilient and adaptive. Yeah, yeah, great insights and completely share that collaboration piece, right? And the collaboration over competition piece probably speaks to that broader response as well around the silos and, and how people are really coming together, particularly in that example you gave around beauty. Yeah, and I think we are so conditioned to the labels that identities that we have in society, personally and in organizations, and those boundaries that we draw around ourselves and our organizations and our groups and our divisions and our departments and sectors, mm -hmm. that how can we transcend that and how can we develop our capacity to reorganize ourselves ultimately? Because I think... There is the resources, there is the intent, there is the technology to accelerate change to, frankly, we need to, in order to meet the challenges of the day. But mm. it is all around how do we organize ourselves around that? Yes, yeah. And it comes down to actually how we relate to each other <laughs> and ourselves as well in order to mobilize as a society and as a species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great insights. And then based on that, you're talking about the potential for us to organize ourselves as a species. And I had that question or those, those reflections on collaboration and competition. I'm curious then to hear where you've perhaps commonly seen organizations falling short then when it comes to really delivering on strong outcomes. Would it be these sorts of areas or are there other observations you've made? From an organization perspective, and I deal with organizations all the time, and this is something that we are still working on within the B Corp movement, within the B Corp community itself, often where we see it fall short is key drivers of impact and purpose leaving the organization and, and having not had purpose and ESG embedded throughout the organization. Mm. That's a, a risk of all the good work not having a life of its own. Yes. And in our world, we have a term that we call purpose and stakeholder governance. Until you can embed it in all levels of the organization from 
the front line to management, to the board and your shareholders, aligned on the purpose and baking that purpose into your strategy and having the systems and structures and processes where it is lived and breathed throughout the organization, including processes and practices and performance incentives, for example, and just having that culture uh, yes. to be created ultimately, that is, I think, for an organization, really important to strive for. Mm. And, and of course, we like a good measurement. We yes. are all about measurement. And having those indicators that keep you on track is important too. Yeah, really great insights there, Mindy. Thanks for sharing. So let's talk about then some inspiring projects or companies you've worked with or initiatives. And you've mentioned a couple of great ones already that you've already come across that are creating some great positive change or or sort of looking at how they might change the system. I live in Melbourne, Victoria in Australia, and this project is very near and dear to my heart. Many people who are a part of it, it's called Regen Melbourne, Mm. place-based initiative, as I said before, similar to the Cities program. It brings together many place-based actors through deep consultation, lots of listening and deep collaboration across what is needed for our city. And out of those many months in DSA years of uh, consultation have now six wildly ambitious projects, including making our river uh, swimmable again, mm. um, which you can read, read about on their website, Regen and Melbourne. And it's based on Kate Rayworth's donor economics framework. Yep. And I am super personally very excited about place-based initiatives. And this is one that I think has been done really well. And it's got so much support and buy-in from so many levels of society and the sector. Sector is probably not the right word. It's, it's just from the place. Mm. And for me, that is really something to learn from. Well, that's a great example. And I know there's other regen hubs, I suppose we could call them, opening up around Australia as well. So it's a lovely network, I think, of different people coming together across a range of different projects, right? Mm, that's right. And you can read about all those different projects as well on the website. They've just done a really great job to share information and allow a participatory approach. And that's allowing people to drop in and be part of that and being very welcome. Yeah, fantastic. Excellent. So to finish things off then, Mindy, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners? Oh, that's a good question. I must admit, I've only just recently come across Carol Sanford's body of work, and I am drinking from the fire hose. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. She has a series of books, including the Regenerative Organization and Regenerative Life, and her latest book, I think it's called No More Gold Stars. It's about building people's capacity to think independently, which I'm really loving. It's just really opening our minds into what is needed, the approach that we take to challenges of our time and how we apply that to our lives and to our organization. So I would definitely recommend if you haven't picked up any of her books, I would say I'm sure that there will be one that might be of interest. Excellent. We'll put links through to those as well in your article, Mindy. So... Thank you so much again for joining today. It's been an absolute pleasure to be talking and you've shared some lovely insights, some great resources and we're really appreciative of that and look forward to following your journey down the path as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact 
every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter. Thank you.